Welcome to It's a Sign, a podcast created to explore the unseen world of magic, symbols, spirit and emotion. Listen as we navigate the path to a deeper understanding of the inner worlds, how this can greatly inspire our everyday life and what tools we can use to help us along the way. Our intention with this podcast is to be the sign you needed to begin your own exploration within, to heal, inner stand and reveal the magic that surrounds you. Please take from this episode what resonates with your heart. I'm Helki and I'm here with Trey. Let's begin. Woohoo! Hey Welcome everyone! Back. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh man, I you guys are not gonna even believe what we've got for you today. We've got some awesome stuff. I'm still like in disbelief and like well not disbelief just like kind of in awe at some of the research that I found for today and as you guys know from the title we are going to be diving into the crop circle phenomenon wow it's always been something that interests me so much yeah. so I'm excited yeah I never even like when I started getting into aliens and thing and spirituality like I didn't even really pay much attention to crop circles really yeah i just i don't know what it was i think it was like back when i was a teenager or something and i was like very atheist and skeptical and um pessimistic about things i just like kind of uh just waved off um crop circles like i waved off most things and um it's like the opposite to you (laughs) yeah because i never really dove into them you know what you see in the media and what you see like Okay, even when I was doing research for this, when I was searching crop circles on Google, all the articles were about debunking crop circles. And it wasn't until I started using DuckDuckGo, which is a more free speech, you know, kind of search engine, when I actually started finding all the useful information. But um, I even went into the debunking, like, okay, can, can these articles prove uh, kind of sway my beliefs and they were just really pathetic actually they were really did not convince me that you know these were man-made they didn't really convince me of how they were done because when i started checking other research i was like you know these theories that these debunkers are trying to tell me are just not adding up to the evidence so um yeah we're kind of going to start with some of the debunking methods what people think how people think crop circles are made but what we really want to get to by the end of this podcast is what like how are these crop circles made and i mean the long long story short is we don't really understand it we don't know how these circles are being made but many people are theorizing that they are being created by some sort of intelligent life that is not human so some sort of extraterrestrial life and they're being created by some sort of vehicle and energy that we have not yet discovered and we when we really start to get into the evidence um and the scientific investigations in into crop circles um i'm sure your minds are going to be blown um, by what we find yeah, you know that Trey is serious today. He's got a lot of research because he's <laughs> opened a Word doc. He's no longer on the notes app. Yeah. 
notes the notes pad wasn't doing it wasn't just it wasn't good enough so i had to open up the document the word document and uh, get things rolling um yeah so okay so the first basically so what do you believe you believe that crop circles are kind of created by something else i always believed that crop circles were created by some kind of other being some kind of alien species um and i i've never really had any doubts about it but then i never went looking for things to prove it wrong either. yeah um because i've just always been very open to like i guess i've always wanted to believe that stuff so i would allow myself to go down that road of believing yeah I've never been too skeptical. Yeah. Well, cool. So basically, the basically so what people think how people think crop circles are made are it's basically this thing called stock stomping, which is people get these 1 to 2 meter boards or planks with a rope attached to each end to form a loop. And basically what you do is you just step on the plank, bend the stalks over. And this method works. You can bend the stalks and create patterns with them. Um, Wouldn't that take so long? Yeah, so that's one of the things. To Some of these crop circles are kilometers long. And they, they appear are, so quickly. Yeah, so like they... Instantly overnight, like... Yeah. They weren't there late at night when the farmer's working and in the summer the sun doesn't go down early. So it's it's quite light until about half nine. Yeah. And then they've got to have like made these crop circles by whatever time in the morning that they're discovered, like super yeah. early. And okay, so the genuine crop circles, there are some which are quite small. Um, there are others which are giant, kilometer long incredibly complex mathematical geometric patterns that would require like in, just to be able to figure out how to do it would require like lots of planning and then to be able to pull this off in one night is almost incomprehensible you would need hundreds of people working together in unison mm. and um, you, you know stomping down with these planks and to get this you know geometric image and the accuracy though that's required like some of them have hundreds of interlocking circles and they're all the same size exactly the same it's just like some of and then it doesn't even explain some of the other phenomenon which we'll go into later which is that when you stomp on the board the stalks snap at the bottom mm. but in, in genuine um, crop circles, there's no snapping and there's all this like radiation that they found. The soil has changed so its what, composition. The bent, they yeah, they're bent. They're but the way smooth. that they're bent is really weird. And we'll get into that later. But just as a sneak preview, it's done through, some, through a combination of resonant frequencies, radiation, and some sort of plasma energy and these have all been scientifically documented and recorded and um yes yeah, so we'll get into that later but it's just 
really not feasible. Like there's this school with like hundreds of students who went and tried to create a crop circle and it was so lame looking. Mm -hmm. It just was did not even compare to some of the uh, intense like geometric patterns. And this was hundreds of students and it took them actually over a week to do. So that's where it's just exactly they always appear overnight. So that's yeah. where it makes no sense that they're man-made. And I know that there's some bad ones like that that are obviously man-made or small yeah. ones, possibly. Yeah. Okay, and this is this is a cool thing. So there are some anomalies when we are talking about crop circles. One of these anomalies is an increased measure of microwave radiation in the crop circles. And normally the media and scientists kind of ignore these findings. But in 2002, as part of a History Channel documentary, students at MIT attempted to create a circle in one night, kind of replicating the anomalies in microwave radiation. So they, they um, reproduced the microwave radiation. So MIT is like a tech school um, in America, tech university. And they created this large, elaborate device using parts of microwave ovens plugged into a portable generator for power. And basically, so they managed to create a small circle, but this is the picture of the circle that they created. <laughs> Firstly, there's a line going right to it. And it's, it's yeah. so simple, it's like almost funny. It's just like so you know, not what we're used to seeing. It's just like this little circle with uh, a, a simple shape inside. Compare we are going to try and figure out how we can get these images that we're talking about up on the screen for you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And I think Spotify, to, you can do it too. Yeah, a possible feature that we can tap into. and We're praying yeah. we can do that because it'd be so helpful for you to just to look down at your phone now and see what we're looking at but if we are unable to do that then definitely um pull up our instagram yeah. and we'll have them posted i there. might even create like a little pdf with some subtitles and attach it or if i can do that um to the podcast episode so okay. um yeah so basically what they found was when they actually studied this students um crop circle was that it did not actually accurate, accurately replicate the microwave effect that we see in typical crop circles and the problem the other problem was that the method that they used was so elaborate took so long and was loud it would have mm. been discovered you know immediately it was so loud and such a not like a, an event that it was not discreet at all but how long did it take I'm not quite 100% sure. I think they tried to do it in one night. So that's why they only got that far. So in one night, all they were able to do was this. Yeah. And you can see the circle's not even perfect. So look, perfect it's, there's like a lump here and yeah. all of that. It's got so that line up to Even these lines are not, you know, the same. So basically every summer dozens of these circles are discovered in England, which is kind of the most popular place for these circles for some reason. And thousands of people, it's kind of like a pilgrimage site. It's like an event. People go to England to see them. And 
there are researchers that sit up on hilltops all night filming with night vision cameras to discover how these circles are made. And um, occasionally people are filmed with boards and ropes making the circles. Mm -hmm. um, no one has ever caught large microwave contraptions attached to generators um, or anything of the sort on camera. So you can see that some people have caught these fake crop circle people who are trying to make fake crop circles. But when they study the fake crop circles, they're not getting these microwave radiations compared to the genuine ones. Mm. And there is a distinction here between um, hoax crop circles and genuine ones. So you have to be able to distinguish between the two. And so for if, if you were to create a crop circle, the makers would have to be very stealthy because they do not have permission um, by the farmers to make these circles. And the farmers who find these circles on their crops are not amused because they lose a lot of crops. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they're not the ones doing it because they're going to be losing a lot of money um, from lost crops. So it would have to be a stealth operation because the farmers are not happy about this. Mm. So they're obviously on lookout as well, you know, as well as the researchers. So if they see anyone in their fields or they're going to kind of get out you know, there with their get, guns. Exactly. So um, you keep talking. I just need to close the door because I can hear someone yeah, mowing. I, so, oh, yeah, mowing. I yeah, something it was like a that. Hornet. That it was a hornet? A hornet. Like, there's basically a wasp and a hornet, like loads of nests in our roof. <laughs> so when we have the window open, it, a lot of wasps come in the house. They don't actually seem to bother us or anything, but um, I really thought it was a cousin. <laughs> Who's mowing? We have no neighbours. Yeah, well, Helky's ears are a bit uh, untrustworthy recently. Oh my recently. god, yeah. <laughs> Still struggling with the ear issue from COVID. <sighs> if anyone has any advice, let me know. I'd love to hear normally again. I feel like I'm underwater. It's probably something to do with the nasal pressure. Maybe. Is your nose blocked up? Not really. No? It's hmm. just like I can feel it at the back of my throat and in my nose. Anywho, back to crop circles. So back to the crop circles. Basically, debunkers don't have sufficient evidence to um, actually tell us how these crop circles are made. All the evidence they point to can be easily disproven by these facts carried out by, um, by what, what was this group called? The BLT research team. So, here are some of the facts. Wait, what does BLT stand for? Bacon, lettuce, and tomato <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'd probably, I should probably figure out what BLT stands for. <laughs> it so. obviously doesn't stand for that sandwich choice. No. Um, well, basically, it was founded by a biophysicist called W.C. Levingood. But what the hell does BLT stand for? Let's tell me. Oh, well, we just have to. It just keeps saying BLT research, but <laughs> we'll see what that actually means. Okay, so going back to these facts that I was talking about, 
So some of the one of the biggest facts um, and evidence pointing to crop circles not being made just by like planks and boards um, are plant abnormalities. So abnormalities in the crops um, that appear in crop circles. So there are very physical observable changes that have been documented by this biophysicist W.C. Levingood and their, and their team at BLT. And they have studied more than 250 crop formations from multiple countries over a 10-year period. And they were examined in great depths under microscopes with actual, you know, scientific study. So one of the abnormalities was that on a microscopic level, there was an abnormal enlargement of the cell wall pits in the bract tissue, which is basically a thin membrane, membrane which surrounds the seed head of the crop. Um, and normally nutrients pass through here to kind of develop the seed. And so there was abnormal enlargement, which we'll get into why that happens a bit later. Um, there were enlarged stem nodes, which are like the knuckle protuberances found along the plant stem um, beneath the seed head. So if you kind of imagine bamboo, you know how bamboo has like those ridges, ridges that, you know, segment it. It's yeah. kind of like that. Um, and what happens is that they become stretched and curved and bent and it's a permanent effect caused by the energies that are being put onto it. And in some crop formations, the energy system involved on creating these abnormalities is intense enough to cause this bending of the nodes. And um, they have just been like, so if you see here, yeah, see. there's like, in the controls like they've been pulled up like yeah it reminds me of um you know like those straws that you can bend the top part of the straw yeah exactly to your mouth yeah it's like that it starts off straight and then you can pull it out and bend it yeah so it's it, it starts up like it's like it's small got that part that pulls out yeah something. exactly so in the beginning it's like the straw is compressed straight, and, and straight compressed, yeah. and then after this energy ex like that's been exposed to these crops it elongates it's been pulled out and bent yeah. over so here are some other pictures of this bending um so those are the controls and the samples and um so there's bending at the base of the plant stem as well and when this is done with a plank board or human feet the plant stems will break or snap rather than bend. So it's automatically dismissed that plank board theory. Um, and this is what this is what people look for when they're looking for if is if it's genuine or not. Mm -hmm. So they'll look, okay, is, has it been snapped? If it's been snapped, then it's most likely been a human with a board trying to do this. And if it hasn't, then it's most likely genuine. Um, another thing that happens is uh, something called plant node expulsion. So basically what happens here is there's kind of around one of the nodes of the plant at these joints, there's a darkening of the stem node and there's this kind of burst outwards mm -hmm. and it's breaking. 
And this is due to the exposure of microwave radiation, which instantly turns the plant's moisture, so the water within the plant, it turns that moisture into steam so quickly that um, the only way to escape for the steam to escape because you know once it becomes a gas it becomes more energized more energetic and um, it needs to it'll start bouncing around the cell walls and everything like that and so what happens is it escapes by blowing hole in the weakest structure of the plant which is the node and so it poof, it explodes the node of the structure and breaks through the tough external fibers of the plant um, and this is directly due to the microwave radiation. And this is why that the MIT students tried to replicate this with mm. this big microwave radiation device. Um, so another thing, see here you can see all these exploded kind of joints. And another effect that happens with crop circles is that the seeds become stunted and malformed and there's a, a range of germination effects and abnormalities so there are four basic changes to the seeds and germination in the crop circle plants but um, so if the crop circle occurs before the flowering of the plant the tissue of the plant will develop normally but the seed development will stop altogether or be drastically reduced so crops within the crop circle will either produce way less seeds mm. than the other crops around it, or they will just stop producing seeds altogether um, as a result. Um, there's also, if it occurs in a slightly later growth stage, um, seeds will be visually stunted. They'll be smaller, they'll weigh less, and they'll have reduced or completely repressed germination. And these abnormalities are caused by exposure to a complex atmospheric plasma energy system, which is emitting heat, which they, they theorize are probably microwaves, in association with unusual electrical pulses and strong magnetic fields. Hmm. So what they're saying here is that these plants are being exposed to three, three things, a combination of heat plasma energy possibly microwave radiation and as well as that they're also being pulsed with electrical unusual electric pulses as well as magnetic fields so strong magnetic fields random weird electrical pulses and a strange heat that is probably microwave radiation all at once is used to cause these abnormalities and uh, no one knows why. No one knows how, who, what's doing this. And do you know like when the first crop circle was discovered? Yeah, so we'll get because, into that. Well, it would be interesting because then like microwaves was only invented so long ago and like we were working publicly, like had yeah. knowledge of that anyway. So, so I don't know how you could debunk that if, they yeah. started showing up before we had that technology. So yeah, most people think of crop circles as like a modern phenomenon, but um, there's evidence that crop circles have been appearing off and on for hundreds of years. And, um, you know, there's a documented case in 1880, which is, I think, 
Wow. One of the... Oh, and in 1686. Oh, wow. So... Be interesting to hear about those. Yeah, we'll get, into, we'll get into those a little bit later. So another thing that happens um, is that there is a shift in the soil. Um, based, basically, the crystalline structure of the soil um, and the clay minerals within the soil um, gets altered within, um, within crop circles. And so basically, in, I think in 1999, there, in Edmonton, Alberta, there was a, a research study carried out on the soil um, in crop circles. And the study was done to determine whether there were changes in the crystalline structure of the surface soils inside crop circles. And the results were that there was an increase in illite and mica crystals. We're not scientists, I don't really know what that is, but <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of explain what that means. Um, so yeah, an increase in these crystals were observed in the crop circle soil samples. And this is really crazy. So for this to happen, high temperatures over several hours of exposure would be required to produce with the technology that we have today and, and kind of how we're thinking about it. For this sort of change to happen, it would have to be exposed to high temperatures up to 600 degrees. Um, Fahrenheit Celsius. I think Fahrenheit. Uh, because this was a study, or no, it was a study in Canada, so it would probably be in Celsius. That's insane. Um, let's yeah. see, what did what did they say? Oh yeah, eight, oh, up to 800 degrees Celsius. What so, the hell? Yeah. Like it's 35, around 35 <laughs> Celsius today yeah. and we can't stand outside for longer than Yeah, exactly. Minutes, so. so it's a, a huge amount of heat to like produce such crystal growth. Everything would die under that heat. Surely. Exactly, so this is the craziest thing. Based on these findings, the crops should have been incinerated yeah. on the site as well, but they weren't. Hmm. So basically, we know of no energy which can selectively affect soils to one degree and plants at the same location to another. And basically, the study suggests that we are looking at an undiscovered energy source at work. So scientists are baffled by wow, this. Wow, that's just so trippy. I know, it gives me tingles. It's like the soil has been exposed to crazy high amounts of temperature, but then the crops around them aren't burning or, you know... So, like, is this happening from under or is this happening from above, you know? Yeah. It kind of could take you back to the inner earth thing. Yeah. <laughs> well as we kind of get into some of the case studies, there's always been reported sites of like orbs flying around mm. and kind of observing these things. So who knows? Like, you know, they could have some sort of like technology. You know, we always think of technology as like, okay, maybe it's some sort of being that's coming from the down and up. But what if they have technology that can affect things like not from the up down or not from the down up or not from the side you know it's like it's kind of like more of a quantum where it's it can affect this thing because it's been programmed to affect that and also affect this on a different level mm. you know it can target things specifically without you know 
passing so through both. True. I don't know. But basically, yeah, scientists are like, what the hell is going on? We do not know because we don't have an energy source that can, can or a technology that can separate the two um, and create these findings. The so. crazy thing is as well is that it's not like a one-off thing like this happened once like this yeah. happens regularly yeah like it's crazy every year almost i yeah. think that there, there's crop circles dozens every summer in england yeah. and the you know these studies you have to remember were done over a 10-year period with over 250 crop circles so yeah. and the their predicted accuracy is 98 percent. that's what they've said and it's held up no one's no one knows how it is done and um so do you have any theories about why it's happening in england more than anywhere else in the world so there were some studies that we'll kind of get into which were that a lot of crop circles were also found in conjunction with subterranean aquifer lines and ley lines. Oh, ley lines. But I'm not sure why they're but all... There's ley lines all over the it's world. It's true, it's true. So I really don't know why they're a majority in England. Um, I mean, they are found all over the world. Like one of the most complex and famous case studies Do was... Do you feel like it's because, you know, in, even in history, even if it doesn't look like it now, our history has shown us, the secret societies have shown us how the most powerful people in the world tend to come from England. Mm. What do you mean? Well, you know, like in the past, there's been a lot of power there and we don't really know who's still in charge. So it could be more like these are messages for people higher up who might be able to understand them. Maybe they have a base there. I don't know, that's just a theory. What it seems like in some of the messages that in one of the messages like we actually got a direct message that was encoded within a crop circle it seems like they're more they're like benevolent they're actually trying to help and it's almost like these geometric things are like codes they're like puzzles for people to figure out and i think that's why thousands of people like go on pilgrimage and you know go to england every year or go to, to try and find these sites is because there's something there and um when you see clips of like people at crop circles yeah there's loads of random people like they're meditating oh yeah we'll get into some of the effects that people feel within crop circles and as well as animals um a bit later but yeah people have reported like feeling real like incredible senses of energy getting visions like and like they're saying like oh there's nothing nothing like the feeling of being inside a crop circle wow makes you want to go i know it would be so cool to visit a genuine crop circle they had some in france so maybe one day we'll find one near us we're surrounded by crops yeah we have to kind of become like hunters of it we have to like every it, the second it pops up, we'd have to just get in a car and drive over because yeah. sometimes the farmers like m- mow it down pretty quickly. Yeah, but don't people need to research it? Yeah, well, sometimes there's been cases where like governments have paid farmers to cut it down, um, like as soon as possible. 
Oh, wow. So. See, that's what I mean. Like, there's something about the government being involved. And I that's feel like what the government's trying to hide it. England because a lot of those kind of powerful families originate from that. The thing is that the main media is always trying to debunk it. Makes me think these are messages for us. And then the powers that be are trying to suppress that information. As they are many things. Yeah. Anywho, back to some of the facts and some of the abnormalities found at crop circles. So one of the things is a mag- is increase in magnetic materials within the soil. So in 1993... Um, a uh, crop formation at Sherishill, England was discovered in, um, s- in which some of the epicenter of the plants were coated with this iron glaze. It's like they were almost like glazed over in this shiny kind of metally um, substance. And it was composed of fused particles which were apparently medi- of meteor meteoric origin so from meteoric substance and um, the coating consisted of commingled iron oxides which were hematite and magnetite fused into this heterogeneous mass which just is this conglomerate you know merged mass and it was embedded in the plant tissue and in the study, basically, they kind of are saying that meteoric dust was found being drawn to the descending plasma by the strong magnetic fields within the crop circles. So basically, we have invisible showers of meteoric dust throughout our atmosphere. Mm. Meteoric dust is kind of raining down on us all the time, but it's just too small to observe. And basically the levels of meteoric dust found in these plants tissue were like on the level of if we were having an active meteor shower right over um, the sites and so basically this meteoric dust from the atmosphere is being drawn like a magnet to this plasma system within the fields and they're being heated to a molten state by the microwave radiation and they're like um kind of you know it's like they're being melted down on a microscopic scale and sticking to the plant formation it's crazy and these highly magnetized spherical particles are found clustered around or just outside the perimeters of the circular shaped crop formation suggesting that centrifugal force is distributing this material out toward the edges of the flattened area. And um, there have also been some cases where there are major depositions of the magnetic material in the center of the flattened circles as well. Wow. So this is very interesting. Like There's this microscopic like magnetic field that's happening and this meteor dust is not just being attracted to the crop circle, it's being attracted and the high heats of this radiation exposure is melting it down and merging it with this, the plant stems and plant tissue. It's crazy. Yeah. So 
that's another kind of thing that sh you know that happens within the genuine sites so yeah those are the main scientific um chemical you know at atomic kind of changes that are unexplainable really we don't know how this is happening but in these crop circles all these things are um, that can't convince you guys that yeah. this is real and there's something supernatural going on here i don't know what well that was some yeah. really hardcore evidence that i didn't even know yeah and it just proves the theory even more like what like where does the where did these come from? Yeah, and you know, I, I'm inclined to believe it's some sort of sentient life because I'll get into that evidence a bit later with some of these crazy crop circles that appeared. But there are theories that it could be advanced government technology that they haven't released to the public and they're kind of testing them out. But um, it seems a weird way to test them out this for this long. Yeah, and in in such beautiful geometric patterns, like when you when you look at these crop circles, like when you when you truly go into like out of body experiences and you know almost like psychedelic states of um, super consciousness, you see these patterns. You see these fractaline patterns, these sacred geometric symbols. You see sacred geometry all over um, New Age and. Um, occult as well deep ancient occult traditions you see these symbols and esoteric like geometry and it's almost like a language of sorts and that's what I truly see here is that they're speaking in a language of geometry and of like beautiful mathematics and it's not just it's representing the code of the universe because yeah, sorry because sorry, these these golden ratios that we find in the crop circles are what we find in nature, what we find in the universe. These patterns are, they mean something. And I think there's, there's people who are dedicating their lives to trying to figure out like, okay, what is this um, sacred geometric symbol trying to tell us compared to this sacred geometric symbol? Um, yeah. It's so true. And what I was saying, gonna say is one of those images, it really reminded me of our free energy episode where yeah. that guy did use a crop circle image to inspire the pattern for his free energy device. And then even yeah. if you look at um, those overhead images of Ashgabat, which yeah. is theoried to possibly be a free energy city, they've got these very similar patterns all over. Yeah. Um, like in a grid type um, yeah and look style. at look at this one it looks just like a grid blueprint you know it looks yeah. almost like a computer like blueprint there of... could be something connected with the free energy so definitely if you've not yet yeah. check out our episode on free energy and like this one it looks like it's come right out of the like there's this bookstore in england called uh, watkins books and it's this esoteric bookstore and they have all these really cool um, ancient magic practices, um, some from England, and that symbol just looks like straight out of that book. I can see it in red right now, just like yeah. Um, these, you know, and secret societies, um, you know, spiritual groups have been using sacred geometry for thousands of years, and it's 
you know, I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, so let's get into some of the other facts um, that kind of prove or indicate that this these aren't really of human origins. Like I said before, um, many people think that this crop circles are a new phenomenon, but they have been actually going on for hundreds of years. In July 1880, there was a prestigious science journal called Nature, which published a letter from a British spectro spectroscopist. Spectroscopist, yeah. And his name was J. Rand Capron. And he was um, basically on a farm in southern England, and he described um, finding these crop circles. And this was in, and he, he kind of tried to draw them and replicate them, but he said there were a few like standing stalks and their heads were arranged pretty evenly in forming a circle around the center. And there was like um, walls of stalks which have not suffered. So he was kind of also describing this bending of the stalks yeah. um, back in 1880. And he thought that these circles were caused by some sort of cyclonic wind action. So try and imagine why he would think that from the center of the circle, there must have been this spiraling um, kind of pattern bending of, yeah. the, of the stalks. So he was thinking, oh, some sort of cyclonic wind action has been creating these. But... Um, they're like perfect circles, you know, they're not in rough circles formed by like a whirlwind or a tornado or something. And how many whirlwinds and tornadoes do you see in southern England? Like none. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in, in 1686, there was another British account of geometric areas of flattened plants. And it was um, found in a natural history of Staffordshire. Stafford, Staffordshire. Staffordshire. And it was written by Professor Robert Plott. And he was um, the first keeper of Oxford Ashmolean Museum and a, a professor of chemistry at Oxford. So, you know, pretty high up guy, you know. He's not just some random hickey hokey kind of going around trying to find crop circles you know people especially in 1686 like reputation like what you're saying it means a lot you know um to be from oxford also meant a lot more then even than it does today um uh especially with a lot of you know education stuff like most people weren't going to university back then so to be a professor of chemistry at oxford is quite high prestigious um, kind of status and he was describing circles um, of flattened areas obtaining like three parts of a circles other being semicircular uh, some of them being in quadrants and these various designs were found in the arable grounds within the crops and open pastures and he said, not only in single, but sometimes in double and treble circles, one within the other. So he's describing a lot of interlocking circles, basically. And um, 
yeah, he kind of he kind of illustrates some of what he's seeing. So it looks like there's a lot of circles, but I don't think he could draw exactly because he do, he yeah, doesn't he have a, a bird's eye view. Exactly. So he's trying so to he's trying to plot it from the ground. So there's no helicopters or drones to go fly up and see this stuff. Um, and so another thing that it commonly occurs with crop circles is that um, basically modern farmers and landowners where the land has been in the family for generations are regularly recounting that their fathers, grandfathers, in some cases great-grandfathers found crop circles in their fields from time to time. Like, oh, it was just a, oh, there's another crop circle. And, um, and so a few photographs also exist of English uh, crop circles, which occurred in the early 1900s. And um, some of them are reported to have been like extremely complex in design. And do you have any? No, uh, maybe actually. So I think this is, oh, this is in 1998. But, um, yeah, not too much. Um, I think they'd be hard to find from the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, so these accounts were obtained from farmers in several, several different countries in Western Europe and in North America. And they kind of, all of these accounts rule out modern technology as being responsible because we've already had these accounts from hundreds and hundreds of years ago um, describing similar phenomenon. So another thing that's kind of common with um, these crop circles are there's actually geometric additions and boundary crossings um, within crop circles. So sometimes crop circles will come and then later they'll get additional geometric additions to them. And they, the details of the geometry even cross roadways. And it's like they're suddenly cut off because they've, it's almost like this energy was pushed down onto this area and wherever the roads were that cut through the fields, mm. it just, kind of gives a line break. Um, so one of these was found in 1993, and this is a case at Overton Road, who were watching the field at 2 a.m. on the night after the long uh, pictogram formed a white mist, um, that, which moved slowly across the field in, wa in which the pictogram sat. Um, and it slowly disappeared into the eastern Kennet long barrow and at the edge of the field. And the next day, the witnesses returned to the site and saw that a new circle had been added to the, to the long pictogram. And they're, they're using pictogram here to just describe a crop circle. Um, so basically, this weird mist comes along the ground at 2 a.m. And then the next morning, there's a new crop circle. Um, and the circle was observed to have standing center of wheat stalks, but while they were examining this new addition, the plants in the center suddenly twisted around themselves and went down. 
No noise was heard and nothing seemed to explain how this occurred. And this twisting of the stalks occurs in many crop circles uh, like this in one of these pictures where they're twisted around one another in this spiral shape. And sometimes the the hay the, the crops are even like knotted in um, I have a picture of one of the knots that it creates and it's just so like to to do this would take like it's not just something that you can oh no it's it's in my screenshots so it's on my desktop um, let me just quickly pull this up Nope, that's not it. It's interesting. They're saying that yeah. this mist came over the field and and then a new crop circle appeared after. Is that what yeah. they're saying? Yeah, because I it's not the first time I've heard. I've heard psychics say that ships often um, like disguise themselves behind clouds. They're able to sort of make these clouds that... My, you know, like a, that sounds like the yeah. mist, you know, where they yeah. can sort of disguise their ships. Yeah. So look at this. Yeah, that's crazy. It's Hun- like a man bun. Yeah, it's like a man bun of crop, of wheat crop. Yeah. It's like twisted, folded, and wrapped upon itself in these little bundles, uh, these little knot bundles. Um, it kind of reminds me of these like pagan twists of, yeah. of stuff, you know? that you would hang or something in the barn or outside your door, but there's like hundreds of them at these sites. For someone to come and, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine just someone come and weaving these together? Like that And would, how it wouldn't like disturb the, the soil, well. they wouldn't yeah. break, like and they look see, so well done. Like, yeah, and these guys described it happening instantly in front of their so eyes. That's crazy, like what the hell? You know, and it just twists up together and knots itself into these tight, compact bundles. I've never heard of that. And yeah, it's a common occurrence that happens on these sites and these twisting things. So there's obviously some very advanced technology that's doing this. Yeah. Like why? on, on why a is huge it scale. To twist it instead of just bend it. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe, maybe it's to create it creates certain... creates more intricate designs. Yeah, exactly. Possibly. Hmm. So... Um, another thing that was found was that there's new plant abnormalities. So like after nine years of the first 10 year study, um, there were hundreds of formations in countries of Western Europe, including Israel and also Canada and the US. And basically, um, there were in mid-August near Avebury, England in 1999, there was this anomaly where the, uh, I'm not sure where, I guess the seed part of the plant became like twisted and all like bent and out of shape. Like it went from that to that. And it's this plant change, which is a massive spiraling and twisting of the somatic tissue um, which is the stem of the seed head. Uh, it occurred in the plant's developmental stage and could not have occurred at the same time as the actual flattening of the crop. Um, 
so that this, this anomaly must result from an exposure of the immature plant to some sort of damaging radiation at a very early stage of development, many weeks prior to the actual flattening of the mature plant later on. So this kind of suggests that there might be multiple stages to this, that there's like a prep of radiation, and then they come back and flatten. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, so intricate. <laughs> yeah. Another one. We're, see, there's just so many facts here. It's like overwhelming how much evidence there is. And still people are like, nope, refuse to believe that it's like out of our, you know, power. Yeah. And the fact that you went over the sort of debunking debates, yeah. like at the beginning of this podcast and there's like nothing to it no there's really nothing even like compared to the evidence like here yeah. all the science even scientists are baffled it's insane like how you can sort of debunk this is crazy okay you, you don't don't know it's aliens right for sure but yeah you know that there's something supernatural going on here yeah exactly we don't know what it is, but it's something that we can't explain. And it's not from us. Yeah. So, basically, this, this, this other effect that happens is that there are long-term growth effects to crops within ranges of the crop circle. So, um, there was this, in 1999, there was this kind of, elegant formation of a wow. crop circle and it was it was termed the dolphin because it looks like these triple crescents it which does look kind like, of like dolphins like three dolphins yeah yeah and it's um, beautiful and you can tell it's huge from the tractor lines yeah so there's these tractor lines running through them um it obviously from before it's like made on the computer yeah it does. It it's just looks so perfect. It looks like this stamp. This like yeah. sort of like electromagnetic radiated stamp that just went boof right into the middle of the crops. It's crazy. So when they studied this site the following year as the new crop crops began to grow in the field, so they had mowed everything down, they had started again and the new crops were growing. Um, a ghost um, of the 1999 formation could easily be seen. See in this picture, oh, yeah, there is this, this basically a ghost, which is like the shadow imprint of that crop circle. Um, in spite of the fact that it had been tilled and replanted as usual. So these are just new plants, but they've grown differently because they're in the zone of the crop circle. Something in the soil and something in that area is still affecting them. The radiation, obviously. After it's been replanted. But it's crazy how it's kept the design. Yeah. Kind of. So, basically, the ones, the areas where the crops had been flattened in 1999, um, when they grew back, they were both a darker green in color than the rest of the crops, and they were six to eight inches taller. So you think they'd be more like failing than doing better. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if you if you think of like stories of like, you know, radiations like 
you know, dogs growing to, you know, crazy sizes. And, you know, when you think of radiation affected animals, you know, they kind of, in stories, they always grow bigger and they become Mm -hmm. kind of monstrous or something. But who knows why this, um, why it's affecting them in this way. It has to be something to do with the radiation in the area and the soil, like the crystalline soil content and everything like that. So, yeah, we're kind of, even in, there was this triangle formation, which um, happened in England in the summer of 2000, in early June, um, around Silbury Hill. Which is near Glastonbury, right? Is it? Silbury Hill. And, yeah, so there's this kind of complex triangular shape, and the, I think... The following year, there was a large bare patch of earth at exactly the same location, and it was clearly visible throughout the summer in which the newly planted crops just refused to grow. So in this situation, there was just a bare patch where the old crops circle had been, and you can see that the other crops are growing fine all around it, but in that specific area, they're they're just refusing to grow. Very intricate design as well. Yeah. So, in the same year, um, but later on in the summer, in a wheat field on the other side of Silbury Hill, a simple three-circle event occurred. So, there was two formations around the hill. There was this complex star-shaped crop circle and then a basic three-circle formation. And um, in both cases, there were patches and bare spots where the crop, where the formations had grown again. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing long-term effects that these crop circles, they're not just appearing and disappearing. Like the crops that are grown the following years and stuff are still affected by whatever happened in that zone. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Yeah, not great. It's um, obviously having some crazy effects. Um, There's like, there's this thing called, there's just so many effects. Um, And we're coming to the end here. So um, stay with us. It's interesting. It's good to sort of know, like, you know, all the details of, of this because I think when we do think of crop circles we don't think of all this stuff and and let allow ourselves to go down that tunnel yeah and when you're just presented with so much research it's just like undeniable you know anymore and we're about to get into some really cool case studies where it really shows paranormal and extraterrestrial stuff at work so we'll just have a couple more of these facts and then we're going to hit these uh, case studies and get into the good stuff so um, there was an aquifer connection like I said before so in the mid 1990s two British researchers Glenn Broughton and Steve Page um, wondered why crop circles occur in some locations year after year and not in others So they basically plotted crop circle occurrences on a geological map of southern England 
and they were able to demonstrate that an overwhelming majority of British crop circles during the years 1993 to 1998 uh, occurred over aquifers lying beneath either deep deposits of chalk or green sand. And chalk is like a highly porous rock and it creates a lot of kind of electrical charge within the ground. Mm -hmm. So they hypothesized that this could be why um, the, the plasma system and this like meteoric stuff is being drawn and attracted to here because it's creating this electrical charge within the area and so maybe whatever technology they're using they're choosing these aquifers beneath chalk zones and maybe that's why england is a really good hot spot because maybe mm. geologically there's a lot of chalk or something there i'm not sure why yeah um, and so that could be why england is a big one and um that maybe whatever technology they're using to create these crop circles is creating this reaction, this geothermal, or not geothermal, but geo uh, reaction. You have to find out if, if they only ever appear over the chalk, or is that just No, not, not only, majority, where they occur year after year. Yeah. It's oh, where in they these zones. Yeah. Okay, and okay, this is an interesting one. So, light phenomena is a very common occurrence around crop circles. So, ever since people began paying attention to the crop circles, people started reporting strange balls of light. And they're frequently softball size, but sometimes smaller or larger, and have been reg regularly seen photographed and videotaped in and around the fields and the circles are known to frequent. So there are pictures and video evidence of these orb-like balls floating around. Makes sense. So in England in the late 1980s, and 1990, sightings of soccer ball-sized orangey light balls were drifting over the valleys and near fields of Alton Barnes at night. And um, they were dubbed the Amber Gamblers by local observers. And there were even smaller tennis ball-sized, almost translucent orbs that were seen and photographed and videotaped. And... They have different degrees of opacity, so sometimes they're really dense with light, sometimes they're more translucent, but they're kind of seen like whisking and zipping around the crop circle sites, hmm. kind of inspecting what's going on. Um, so they, yeah, they frequently appear to be inspecting the formation, weaving back and forth, up and down, sometimes right over the heads of people who were at the, in the fields at the time. And um, in one case where someone was videotaping um, this crop circle, a small flashing orb which had been weaving in and out of a formation near Milk Hill in Wiltshire was for several minutes in broad daylight left the circle and began to head across the field towards, towards a farmhand on a tractor at least a quarter of a mile away. As the orb moved further away, it rose up a few meters above the crop surface, flying quite close to the tractor driver's head. 
And in Steve's video, you can see the driver turn his head to watch the orb as it disappears into the distance. Wow. <laughs> so in another videotape, there was a shot in daytime in the Wiltshire area and a bird or a hawk, apparently intent upon what it thought was dinner, dives straight towards a moving orb, only to veer away at the last moment as it realized that the low-flying light is not something edible. And the video was shot from a vantage point, um, quite different from the hawk, and because it's clear that the bird is diving on the same object captured by the camera, um, we can, it's kind of certain that it's not just like a reflection yeah. within the camera lens. It's, and it's actually like this three-dimensional moving object that the hawk changes his trajectory and like dives for. Interesting. And it poses the question like, okay, what did the hawk suddenly see that made it like veer away at the last moment <laughs> as it's diving towards this hawk? And I could go on and on about light balls and orbs that were sighted, but I'm going to move on. You can, um, you can do your own research and find like on the BLT research site and all these accounts of people finding orbs and stuff. And there's just so many pictures and videos of these light phenomena. I love orbs. Yeah. You love orbs. Yeah. We have an episode <laughs> about orbs as well. So go yeah. back and check that out if you've not. So another common experience, but not that unpredictable, is that there is reports of failure of electrical and mechanical equipment in, near, or around crop circles. So there was this like, uh, there, there was reports of cell phones um, failing to operate inside crop circles. Um, and then the second they stepped out of the formation, they started working perfectly again. Oh. And this could be, and also there's incidents of professional TV news cameras suddenly failing inside the crop formations. <laughs> and yeah cameras so there was this um the number of reports one spectacular doc spectacularly documented of cameras refusing to function when they're directly over a new formation in an airplane and there was a well-documented case where um, they were using both a digital and film cameras and they were trying to get a shots of the new formation the second day after it appeared. And her helicopter descended from about 500 feet above the new formation. And she noticed on her digital camera screen that the image was losing color. So as she was getting closer to crop circle, the bloody image was l turned to black and white when it was color. What the hell? And the lower the helicopter went, the more black and white the image became. That's very strange. Yeah. It kind of, I don't know what it is. It must be some sort of radiation How anomaly. How it affect the camera's color? Though? Yeah, like what it's recording. Hmm. And as the plane went back up to 500 feet, the color returned on the digital screen. So it was like only within the vicinity yeah. of a certain range. And what was even more interesting was that 
the film from the 35 millimeter camera when later developed showed not just a loss of color as the plane descended, but an almost total loss of image altogether. As the plane descended below 500 feet, the image simply began to disappear until at about 250 feet, there were only a trace of the formation on the film. And this too reversed as the plane climbed back to 500 feet. So that's crazy. That's like film, proper film. Like, crazy analog film, yeah. Yeah, analog film. And yeah, so it's some sort of remnant radiation that's in the air. So there's a lot more cases about technology, but I'll move on. So this is the last kind of weird anomaly before we get into the case studies. And it's animal and human reactions within Ooh, crop yeah. circles. So there's a lot of reports about unusual animal or human responses at the time that a new crop formation has occurred. So flights of geese have been observed to break formation directly over crop circles, reforming their V patterns once the once past the formation. So they're like flying in their V, they're coming to the crop circle and then they suddenly split apart, go around the crop circle and then join back into a V on the other side. So they're definitely sensing something that they don't want to fly over. And when you think about birds, they they can sense like magnetic yeah thing magnetic lines and stuff like more than we can like pigeons can that's how they make their flight routes right? yeah exactly so they're some they're obviously like hell no there's something going on here we gotta steer clear um deer have been watched circumventing crop circles and uh, yeah, so they kind of go around. They don't go into the crop circles. They just like, they start walking in a circle around them. Mm. And also farm animals during nights when crop circles form nearby, their cattle begin bellowing loudly or the dogs start barking for hours. Oh, don't. Next time we hear dogs barking. We have to hear dogs barking all the time. Like Especially in the at middle night. of the night yeah. when there's like no cars that ever drive past here. And we live in the middle of nowhere. And then also sometimes we hear cows bellowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> so some domestic dogs have refused to enter formations at all, like crop circle formations, and others have become sick after being in a formation. And in other cases, dogs have shown no adverse effects at all, exhibiting completely normal behavior. But there's just some strange anomaly there. And it might be due to the fact, like, when did they go in? Like, was it right after or was it like a couple weeks after? Mm. You know, that could. Um, but how long do these effects last? Because obviously you've shown evidence a year later crops not growing in the same yeah. spot and that their shadow yeah. appearing so humans have also had like kind of an have a huge wide range of experiences when entering crop circles so some people exhibit splitting headaches dizziness disorientation heart palpitations and a sense of dread 
while on the other side of the spectrum, some people experience extreme euphoria, um, a sense of peace and feeling of joy and a sense of oneness and kind of this loving feeling when they're in a crop Interesting circle. Interesting though, like it's easier to, be, to believe the first accounts with how the animals reacted, like avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And, and with radiation, you know, it's not healthy for us. Yeah. So, yeah. I find it easier to believe what they make you feel ill. Well, the thing is, I've, I've watched a them. sense of dread, like your yeah. instincts are telling you move away from this radiation. Yeah. I've watched some people who go into crop circles and just like people who chase crop circles and they say, like, there's, they really like vouch for the feeling you get within the crop circle. Yeah. But it, I think it has to be something to do with like how long it's been since. And maybe like, maybe there's a kind of different way that these beings are, you know, creating these crop circles. Maybe it's not the same every time. Not every time it's, yeah. So. Um, so in the 1996 Julius set formation near Stonehenge, um, which was a 915 foot long fractal spiral made up of 149 circles of varying diameters, more than a dozen women reported menstrual abnormalities. And the most unusual of which was the reoccurrence in several postmenopausal women of their previous menstrual cycles. So people who had, women who had gone through menopause suddenly started getting periods again. And that's what, people who lived nearby? These were just people who... People who visited. Who visited it. Oh, interesting. Crazy. Yeah. And the last thing, over the years, a strange electrical buzzing noise has been heard by a number of people inside crop circles in day and night. And the sound was actually tape recorded on one occasion. And many people have also experienced the sensation of a presence of some sort other than their own and invisible while inside the crop circles and crunching sound like footsteps Ah! have been heard by several people on more than one occasion while in circles when there was no one else present. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bit creepy. Kind of reminds me of signs. Yeah, like invis- some these cloaked aliens them. like observing us, like crunching them. Through <laughs> the crop fields in signs, you see the feet. And this brings us to our first case study, the Ch- Chilbleton crop circle. And these, this is the alien evidence that we're going to bring to you guys today. That looks like three different... Yeah, so it's in the same area. Oh, right. Two things happened in 2001, and another thing happened in 2002. 2002 one looks fake. I don't know. That's really complex. Like, it's really complex, but it's like, why would the alien leave that? So this is... Yeah, so we'll kind of... I'll get into the 2002 one later. The first one was in 2001. So basically, in 1974, humans sent out a radio transmission signal, and this was done by SETI, S-E-T-I, which is a company 
and SETI stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. They sent out this into space. transmission into space in 1974. And it was this kind of coded image in these like blocks of uh, like these almost like pixelated looking graphics. And they were trying to basically send out information about the human okay. species. So the it's basically it's these strings of um, these strings of like images, and on the top they're depicting the numbers one to ten. So they're showing we can count. We have a number system, and it's you know this is how we count. And um, the next is an, a, a series of atomic numbers, which are hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and phosphorus. And so I think that was like the chemical, um, these were the major elements that, so that's what we were trying to say. Mm -hmm. The third thing was a formula for the basis of nucleotides in our DNA and the formula of sugar. And the fourth line was a double helical structure of human DNA and the number of nucleotides in our DNA. And the next one was the depiction of an average human height, which was around 176 centimeters. They also wrote the population of Earth at the time, and they showed our solar system with a special highlight to the third planet, because we're Earth on the third planet. And the last thing they did was they depicted a telescope, which was the uh, Arecibo telescope and its diameter. Now, yeah, and also like just for people who can't see the images, when they describe what a human's height, it's also what a human kind of looks, looks like. like how yeah. we, this, the ratio of our body compared to our head. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the crazy thing. In 2001, we got a response mm. so in the form... How many, that's quite a lot of years later. Yeah, it's roughly 27 years later. Yeah. 27 years later. We got a response in the form of a crop circle. And the crop circle was an identical replica of the transmission signals sent out in 1974, except there were some minor differences and these are the differences so the decibel numbers 1 to 10 are in the same pattern so they're like saying okay we can count, you, to, 10. We can count to 10 too you know we can count we have numbers um, the atomic numbers that they that they listed so you know the major elements uh, for the human body were all the same except they had an addition of silicone. Interesting, because mm -hmm. when we think of like the greys, they're these silicon-based creatures that they kind of develop these almost like artificial bodies, mm -hmm. who knows. Um, now, in the formulas for the bases in nucleotides of DNA and the formula of sugar, there's no change. But with the DNA helix structure, there was an additional strand of DNA added and the number of nucleotides in the DNA was also changed. Um, 
there was a slight difference in the nucleotide structure. So they're basically saying, we have an extra strand of DNA and we have a slightly different nucleotide structure to you. Mm. The figure of the human was depicted with a larger head and smaller body. Yeah, like we have a small head, larger body. Yeah. And they were depicted with a larger head. Very typical alien. Very typical looking grey alien. Like a small alien with a giant head. And big eyes. Big eyes. And it said their height was 100.8 centimeters, their average height. So that's small. Yeah. And when we think of the greys, they're small beings. Yeah. And now the population figures had changed as well. Um... It's not, it didn't, it doesn't tell me exactly what the population figures were. And the solar system information was changed. So with a special highlight on the third, fourth, and fifth planet. So that's kind of indicating what, that was they... Was the same solar system as us? No, it was a different solar system. So yeah. this is the solar system section. So there's the sun, you know, those are the planets, and that's Earth. Yeah. up there what they showed was that there you know there's their sun planet mm-hmm. planet and there was th- the third fourth and fifth planet but the fifth planet had like four, four planets or no i think it maybe is trying to depict size or something maybe it's a huge planet because on r1 we depicted like the jupiter saturn planets with like three boxes instead of one because they're so much bigger because they're so much bigger so here it shows like okay they have a couple of normal sized planets one really big one a couple medium sized ones so but they're depicted that special highlight on the the third fourth and fifth which means that they've probably colonized three planets three planets interesting within their solar system and the final thing was the diameter of the telescope transmitter. Look at the Earth one that looks like a normal telescope, yeah. right? Boom, look at this alien one. It's There's like crazy. Like, doesn't it look like a microwave um, logo? Microwave logo? Like a microwave wave? I think it looks like this crazy, like... I feel like these are panels of some sort and almost like this laser ray what does beam. What does it say about that? So it's just basically the... That's what they're... It's like a way more advanced telescope, telescopic thing. or what, It's probably not a telescope at all. It's some sort of like advanced technology that they use to monitor stuff in space. Did we not theorize what it could be? No. Interesting. Totally different transmitter, basically. Yeah, so... That was, that happened in 2001. We got a response. And it's strange that no one knows about this, but we also got like a face. At the same same time. Exact same time. At the same site. At the same time or months later? Um, Because it's so unrelated. Yeah. It doesn't look like the grey. No. The middle face thing. No, it doesn't. But, Whereas the year later one looks like the greys. Yeah, so in 2002, we got another crazy looking crop, not even a circle, I mean, it's like a crop image. It's like this shaded image of a grey alien staring at us. And 
there's this code that they've done. Oops. My, when I zoomed in, it changed my page. page. But there's like this almost like dot. Like a planet next to him. Yeah, but with this, like but there's this braille code. Oh my God, stop. There's this like braille code in the image. And pe- there's this one guy managed to decode what was said in these dots. Oh, wow. And it says, beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain will still time. Much pain, uh, much pain but, still, but time. still time. Believe there is good out there. We oppose deception, conduit closing. Weird. That is the message. So it's pretty much kind of being like, you get, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. There's bearers of false gifts. Maybe, you know, there's this big theory within UFO ufologies that there's these aliens that are going to come and they're going to bear this technology, this advanced technology, but it's actually going to be government, and it's a way to kind of create this control in yeah. this world order. And here they're kind of saying, warning, you know. It's interesting in capital, it's like, believe, for stop, just believe, for stop. Yeah. It's almost like something about needing to be open-minded and believe yeah. is how they can eat that, like, spirit, other beings, anything can even help us in life, right? We don't believe in something it's, and that's such a thing in like you know fairy tales as well if you don't believe in fairies then they don't exist yeah, that Peter kills Pan. them or something. yeah or like I believe in fairies I believe in fairies because every time yeah. someone stops believing in fairies a fairy, a fairy dies. dies yeah because I'm rereading I'm doing a re- reading a retelling of Peter <laughs> Pan so that's in my head yeah so that's a crazy thing that happened and the thing is like that this is just too complex to like look at that it really just looks like someone beamed that down i hate this there's some weird bug with microsoft word that when i zoom in it shifts yeah. my page upwards stop trying to do it <laughs> okay <laughs> all right next case study last case study oh last did you only get two I only got two because I felt like, okay, we've already been through a lot together. I'll just read this case study and then we can kind of discuss like our final. It is quite long already. Yeah. So this is the introduction to the Robert Vandenbroek case. And this was conducted by Nancy Talbot, who is part of the BLT research team. She even went and visited uh, Robert Vanderbroek. So he, Robert Vanderbroek, is a young Dutch man who lives in the southern Netherlands village of Hoven. And he is kind of known for his ability to consistently and accurately predict the appearance of new crop formations in his general vicinity. He's kind of like a medium of sorts. And since his early adolescence, he experienced visions which contained both the location and the design of the new crop circles, accompanied by a clear sense 
that the new formation is either occurring at that precise moment or that they will occur soon. So he's kind of the crop circle psychic <laughs> and it's been happening ever since he was a teenager. Interesting. In the days just prior to those experiences, he generally feels a buildup of physical and or mental angst and nervousness and tension, which dissipates once the crop circle has actually formed. Over the years, he has visually witnessed many crop circles forming, often accompanied by dramatic light phenomena, although not the same light anomalies in every case. In both daytime and night, he has watched single or multiple spheres of usually bright white or yellowish light hovering over a field, often in the past, the field directly behind his parents' home, and under which the plants suddenly flatten, creating a new crop circle. Sometimes he reports seeing glimpses of one or many flashes of light after which a new circle or a more complex formation has been found in the field. In several cases, he has witnessed highly energetic tubes of light descend to the crop surface, resulting in a new formation. And there's apparently a link to follow if I want to find a detailed report on one of the instances of the tube light, which we might go into later. But... In June of 1999, over a period of two weeks, he observed three circles appear in the same field, the first two on different nights and the third a week or so later in the afternoon. The first circle involved a pinkish-purple football-shaped light which flew at night down low over the field, then became stationary immediately behind his house. It subsequently elongated into a hovering disc-shaped light. And Robert states clearly that this disc-shaped object was light, not a solid-looking UFO-type object. Mm. And after that, it hovered briefly over the same spot. It discharged an energy, which he described to, to what was her name, to Nancy, as looking like um, a shuttle. Hmm. And he is, is this beamed. What that film was based on. I'm not sure which film. That one that we tried to watch. That was in America, so that was based on a different crop circle. I don't know if it was based off this guy. Um, but basically, this discharge of energy went down to the crop's surface, creating a new circle. And in this circle, the ground was still warm to the touch when he reached it less than a minute after it appeared. So still hot. Analysis of this plants from the circle by two different scientists revealed dramatic proof of the exposure of the circle plants to an electromagnetic energy source. And Michigan biophysicists, our favorite Michigan biophysicist, W.C. Levengood found that the atypical top node length elongation of the circle plants um, decrease from the circle center out towards the edges as would have been predicted by uh, them and by a well-known bear lambert model which mathematically predicts the absorption of em energy by matter so this is actually back it's actually a, what we see is backed by mathematical formulas 
when something is exposed to electromagnetic energy. <laughs> a few nights later, Robert observed simply a flash of light out in the same field, and a new circle was found near the first one. And then after, and then after a week in the afternoon, he noticed another large, bright yellow sphere of light hovering in the corner of the field around and the air was distorted around it in the same manner as like the mirage in a desert. You know, when like heat is really hot on the ground, it has that like wavery yeah. heat wave. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And it suddenly blinked out and he saw a new circle with multiple straight pathways radiating away from it and flattening the crop just beneath where the yellowish sphere had been. And many of the crop circles which he has either sensed or visually observed occurring have been plain, plain circles or fairly simple groupings of different sized circles, but many of the formations have been considerably more complex in the overall design. So he's kind of, he's not just seeing complex shapes He's also seeing just simple circle stamps hmm. in the ground. Um, and they appear in a wide range of plants, including grasses, wheat, corn, maize, corn, which is kind of the most common one, um, spinach, string beans, and other crops. Um, and they can arrive early in the growing season in April and as late as November. So this is really cool. Snow circles have also appeared occasionally in winter out in the field behind Robert's home. And in 2009, several huge snow, snow formations were found in the area of Robert's special field, the place where he first witnessed the light balls creating a crop circle in his early teens. The snow formations are the largest yet known, being one being 60 meters and the other 140 meters, which is not that big um, in relation to like other crop circles hmm. so here's um and how is that how they created it do we know if it's radiation or um let's see so Comparison of snow samples taken from within the rings to controls taken outside revealed no chemical difference whatsoever in or nor any explanation as how to how these rings were formed so no they didn't they didn't really find out how these rings were formed um, and but there was no chemical difference okay so in addition to robert's unique recognition of the presence of these unidentified energies which are apparently present just before what your voice is sorry oh okay he's going really quiet oh, okay um yeah so robert he also exhibits other highly unusual sensitivities he has become known as in holland as a medium of considerable ability and he regularly seeks clients and offers them readings and kind of healing sessions and there's a giant long wait list for, for people to kind of talk with him and so nancy went and visited him and um 
she was at his home and she said this, I was brushing my teeth in the upstairs washroom and experienced this situation personally. I had left the door open and Robert walked by. On his way downstairs, he suddenly stopped and asked me if I had any false teeth. He and I had never discussed such things before and he had no way of knowing that I have for many years had a partial dental bridge, which is a semi-permanent and cemented in place. And he just kind of said that, not really anything special. Maybe he just observed that she had some false teeth. Um, <laughs> But he visited, uh, Nancy visited Holland during Easter and he basically Robert had shown little interest in any of the material possessions she kind of brought as presents. And um, right before this trip, she had the sudden urge to bring him an Easter basket um, full of like um, stuff inside with ribbons, chocolate Easter bunnies, and um, Easter eggs and all sorts of things. And jelly beans and different marshmallows and stuff. And she wanted to surprise him so she didn't show him this because she arrived the day before Easter. And she, but she did tell him like, hey, I brought you a present. And, um, he came to her room later and basically sat down at her desk, focused himself for a few seconds, and then picking up his pen, he began to sketch things that he saw. And he, this was his sketch. <laughs> and she hadn't told him anything about the Easter basket or anything. And... He drew um, what he saw with like the ye yellow little peeps um, and they're like marshmallow chickens. And he even drew those marshmallow chickens with their black eyes. And he drew these, the bunnies and the jelly beans and some things. And yeah, so basically he was, he could kind of see what was some yeah. of the things that were in the basket. Um, and Nancy said, while staying with Robert and his family every summer, she has either witnessed personally or seen evidence of incidents which, which fall into the categories such as psychic, poltergeist activity, out-of-body experiences, remote viewing, physical translocation, lucid dreaming, ghosts, crop circle formations, UFOs, and ET encounters. Seems like a cool guy to visit. <laughs> But, yeah, that is the end of that. Wow. And this is Robert Van der Broek. guys. Thank <laughs> you for sticking around. I think it was definitely well worth it. Yeah, and oh my gosh. Like, I had to stop myself because there are hundreds of cases that I could have reported on. Um, so many different cases and... You know, like we said, this light show phenomenon is a pretty common thing. And there's so many people who have videos and stories to tell about these orbs and light phenomena over UFO sites. And yeah, so, I mean, crop circle sites. So, what's the verdict? I'm still <laughs> a believer. I'm even more convinced, especially like 
looking at all the science and uh, the endless information and hmm. science over the sites, the crop circle sites. Uh, I definitely believe in crop circles and that they come from some kind of unknown... Well, we don't know. Like, I, I'm not convinced that I know exactly where, but then seeing case one here, which yeah. that was one of the first things like I knew about crop circles was that um, code. What's it called? Um, I forgot what the code. I think it maybe it's called the Chilbolton. Yeah, it's like the response code, basically to what we set out into space. And that, for me, really makes you feel... Like, yeah, this could be the greys. This could be connected with aliens. Like, yeah, really interesting. And if, you know, if we, especially if we figure out how to put the pictures right into Apple Podcasts, into the podcast, then you guys will see it. Um, yeah, I really hope we are able to do that and people have been able to look down at their phones this whole time and see. Yeah, but otherwise, like... I might make just a little PDF, PDF yeah. with the description of things so that like when you hear me talk about something, you can just refer to the PDF. Yeah, well done, babe. Like Oof. super interested. I'm super convinced. What about you? Definitely. And I mean, it's really crazy. It makes me just want to go out and find a crop circle. And I have to find some kind of date, like website where they upload it. Yeah, there's there's a crop circle tracker, so if we can find one that's like just happened, then we might be able to go and hunt it down. Yeah, that'd be so fun, and we'd definitely talk about that here if we did do that. Yeah, I really think that this is extraterrestrial life trying to communicate some sort of message. What we know from extraterrestrial life is that like, if they're an advanced species, you can't, you know, they wouldn't try and mess with our evolution or mess with us until we're ready, mm -hmm. you know, until the majority of people are ready. But by planting these little messages and these geometric... And the fact that people like, like that um, inventor was able to create free energy from a crop the pattern circle. of yeah. a crop circle, it, it does feel benevolent. It feels like it's these little gentle hints at us to, to evolve and move forward, you know? Yeah. But who knows? I, I feel like it's something always worth keeping your eye on. Um, you know, they're not like pumping this stuff out in the media yet. This amazing phenomenon is happening all the time. You know, there's been hundreds of cases and you hardly ever hear about it so if you find it interesting if you want to know more i think it's definitely worth following the right people keeping your eyes on the pulse here yeah and it makes me only believe it more when the fact that the main media is not covering it you know yeah when when they all when the main media is like trying to debunk it trying to like disprove it and then um but you see all the evidence stacked up and it's like, okay, why is no one reporting on this? Yeah, and it's evidence. continuing to happen. It's not yeah. like something that's happened once in our history and we're trying to figure it out. It's something that is continuing to happen every single year. This year, 2022, I've seen 
um, crop circles from. So it continues to happen. Yeah. Very interesting. I think we should leave it there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All righty. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. The We'd really appreciate it if you could go over to whatever platform you're on, iTunes, Spotify, um, and leave us a five-star review. That just helps more people find out about this awesome podcast and... That's what we want to do, just reach more people with these interesting theories. Yeah, and feel free to, uh, when we upload the post, to comment and say what you guys believe, see if you have any stories or anything like that. And yeah, we'll see you next time, uh, which will either be the Inner Earth Part 2 or something else. Something else we'll see. Exciting that grabs our interest. Yeah. Who knows? Alright guys, have a great time and we'll see you next week.